0: studios this this is the award-winning after nine with scott
1: and cat powered by tony Johal, broker at remax twin city your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it
0: oh well hello again we skipped over monday again didn't we
1: (laughs) i don't think there's gonna be any monday podcasts all summer long uh this one though we didn't take the day off it was a day off mandated by the government and yesterday was lovely this whole week is going to be fantastic. If you're on vacation right now, thank you for listening to After 9. We appreciate you. And you've got some beautiful weather. Nothing but sunshine all week long. It's good. Hey, there's a, an outbreak of COVID at Muskoka Woods summer camp. That's- we all knew this was going to happen, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I think. I mean, I saw it coming. I think most people did. And you know what? Newsflash, when school starts in a little over a month, There's going to be infections there too. No matter what the government announces later on this week, there's going to be infections. I think people have just sort of got to get ready for it and hope that we have reasonable precautions in place to try and minimize the spread and inconvenience people. We don't want to inconvenience people anymore. There's a lot of people who had to take time off over the last year and a half because they know somebody who had COVID and they have to self-isolate. So I think a lot of parents are really hoping for a fairly normal return to school. Uh, This week, Doug... Fuck you, Doug! ...is going to make the announcement. He hasn't said when he's going to make the announcement, but we know an announcement about the announcement will likely be coming today at some point. What do you think is going to happen here, Kat? Do you know?
0: Um, So, I don't know. From what I can tell, everybody seems pretty confident the school will be happening in September, of course. I don't think I've talked to one person who's not involved in the situation that thinks otherwise... It's just a matter of details, I think, because depending on the size of the classrooms and what they have to do, it it changes for teachers. So I'm glad they're finding out now because it's frustrating for them. I have a couple of friends who teach and I was talking to them over the weekend and they want to be able to, you know, send out notes to the parents of the kids that they'll be teaching. They want to be able to do all those things. But at this point, they can't like their hands are tied until this announcement comes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. If masks have to be mandated again this year, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, cohorts, fine as long as we can make school work, because we don't want to shut this down again. I don't think anybody does. And I honestly hope that we don't. Like, I don't care how bad it gets. If a school gets that bad, shut. then then go ahead and pause the school, you know? And and it sucks that we're going to have to hear of stuff like that, because we might. Um, usually it's by classroom, right? So let's say that class has to be dismissed for a couple weeks. But don't, you know, say all, all in all, everybody shut down and go home just because it's a few schools in one board, for example, that might be Going through some shit because it's going to happen. I don't sure. know. We're, like we have to know in advance. You're right. We have to know in advance. There are going to be hiccups, if you will, whatever you want to call it. It's going to happen, and if it really makes you uncomfortable as a parent, keep your kid out. Like it, it, that's simple to me.
1: The Delta variant is now spreading across America. They had 21,000 new cases on Sunday in Florida. That was one of their highest cases ever, if I'm not mistaken. And I got to be honest with you, Kat, I'm not surprised. So many people reached out this weekend to ask me, hey, did you get into the States? The answer is, you're goddamn right I did. (laughs) I was in, uh, I went through Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. I did some shopping. I went to a bar and sat at the bar and drank a beer. Kat, it was really fucking weird. Yeah. Nobody's wearing masks. Nobody. I counted 10 people coming out of a Target store. One of them had a mask on, and it was around their chin.
0: So I heard recently that they're probably going to change that across the board just by store, not necessarily by place, but for the states, for example, who are saying, all good, no masks here, screw that. Um, A lot of these companies are going back to, nope, actually, there's going to be masks if you want to shop in our stores. That's what's going to happen. Or especially the employees of the stores, at least because the variant is getting bad and in some places it's not bad in some places it's been okay but you know eventually they'll get hit with it
1: i was wearing a mask i decided to make a choice for my own health care and walking around it just didn't feel safe to me when i was first able to experience it i was getting gas and i went to walk in to pay because of course i don't have an american fucking zip code so my credit card half the time doesn't work at the pump so i had to go in and i thought, oh. I don't need to wear a mask. So I didn't. I went into the store. I paid. I came out and I thought, huh, that felt weird. And then as I was going around to different stores and places like that, I thought to myself, this is not a good idea. I should probably wear a mask. So I did. I masked up again. And people were giving me dirty looks. Wow. They are very, very staunchly against any sort of a mandate for masks and, and things like that. It was really surprising, Kat, but not surprising when you see their case numbers going up. They're only at 70 percent with right. one shot. We're at 80 percent with one shot and almost as many have had two. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't know what's going to happen with America, but I predict rough waters for Joe Biden. And I'll be honest with you. If you're looking forward to August the 9th, when the Americans can come to Canada without having to self isolate i don't know if that's going to happen yesterday trudeau and and biden were on the phone and all they said was and i quote we discussed covid-19 and agreed to continue close collaboration in the management of the canada us land border that tells me that they're not reopening that border
0: right yeah it's quite so. possible and on the note on the masks i mean for me it's if you if you're not I don't think we should be judging people either way. I, I I don't like that people looked at you funny for wearing it, and I mm-hmm. truly hope that when it, we come to a stage, when we get to that point, and hopefully it does happen here. I mean, this year that'd be cool, uh, where we say, "Hey, it's all good. It's your option." I really hope there's no backlash or or nobody like calling someone else a sheep because they're wearing a mask because that's where they feel safe and that's how they feel safe. For me, honestly, it was like the opposite. When I was away last weekend with my girls, it was basically like we were staying at a resort of sorts. Because we had our hotel, and then it was a walk to lunch, a walk to dinner. Everything was situated in the same area. I was not wearing a a mask around them at all. And I kind of forgot. Like, there were moments where we were about to enter the restaurant, and I was just living my life and walking through the doors. A couple of us forgot about masks altogether, honestly. And they were sitting up here. There were people sitting up against the bar. Albeit, of course, here, you have to wear a mask if you're an employee. So the bartenders were masked. And that that would be the part that would make me feel weird when that first first starts to happen and I'm being served by somebody without a mask. I'll be like, am I okay here? Which is which is bullshit like that. I call bullshit on myself. I shouldn't be thinking that way because they're serving me mask off. So I I don't know. For me, I actually forgot about it a lot here in Ontario. I've forgotten, to be honest with you, because I'm at the point where I'm Maybe it's just because in my mind—I'm double vaxxed I feel good. I feel more comfortable doing things. I'm still taking some precautions. You know, I'm not going too crazy, but I don't. When I was in that experience of basically feeling like I was—I like I said, like almost like on a resort of sorts—I forgot. I got up to use the bathroom at the restaurant that we were at, and I was like, "Oh, my mask forgot." Had to walk back to the table to get it. It—it it felt very normal again. Everybody was it, the restaurant was packed too, mm-hmm. like just packed. So. For me, I'm starting to see those normal things happen again. Never once, though, if we were in that position of taking masks off, would I ever judge someone else? And in fact, I would wear them cold and flu season. Yeah, I'm going to wear a mask like yeah. I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to a mall. I don't care. I'm I'm going to mask up because cold and flu season. If I can avoid that in my house, hell yeah, I'm going to do it.
1: One other thing I'll say about the experience in America is they're not testing very much down there anymore. I had to get a negative COVID test as part of my return to Canada. I was trying to book an appointment and out of all the different Walgreens and CVS pharmacies in Indianapolis, there were three of them that were doing testing and I couldn't get an appointment that day. So I had to go to Michigan where they now have, and this is amazing, rapid PCR testing. PCR test is the one you need to get back into Canada. They can get you your results in half an hour. They say, come in, get tested. You'll have your results before you get to the bridge. And I thought, holy shit, that's great. I want that. It cost me $155 US for a rapid PCR test because I don't have American health insurance. $155 and the border guy coming back into Windsor didn't even ask me for it anyway.
0: No, that's a okay, That's a pain.
1: Well, I mean, it was frustrating. I'm sure had I not tested negative, he would have wanted to see the proof. It just worked out that way that I did have the proof and he didn't ask for it. But I mean, it was a uh, it, it was weird down there. It was almost very Twilo- twilight, twilight zony, mm-hmm. If you get the analogy, it, it was strange. But America, I don't know what's going what's going to happen with you guys. I don't know what's in store or if what you're doing is right or wrong. I will give you the benefit of the doubt, but I think you should definitely expect some restrictions coming your way soon because that Delta variant, they say it's as contagious as the chicken pox.
0: Yeah, it really it really is. Now, side note here, did you you, do your benefits cover that, though, the test here? No,
1: they don't. Now, my son, who was with me, we were moving him uh, back in for school and I had some renovations to do at his place and even cutting the grass, which hasn't been cut in two months, was a chore But he um, he has health insurance because he's a student in America. He didn't have to pay for his. I did have to pay for mine. And that sucked. one hundred and fifty five bucks. But I'll give the U.S. walk in clinics some credit here. If you're going to the states, uh, especially if you're crossing in Michigan, look for a Beaumont medical clinic, Beaumont. They are a walk in clinic chain down there. And when I went in for my covid test, I was expecting like we do it here. You go in. You either show your health card or you pay your fee. They do the test and you're on your way. They did like a full fucking checkup on me. They said, well, you're here anyway and you've paid for the appointment, so we might as well check you out. They took my temperature and my pulse and they gave me a nice printout of all of my biometrics. They gave me a confirmation of my negative test. It was wild, like really, really good service that I don't think we get here. Maybe when you pay for it, you do get slightly better service because I was impressed at how well they took care of me. But they have rapid PCR testing now, not far from the bridge. And keep it in mind if you've got to cross by land back into Canada. Uh, One other thing here. When I was driving, I saw a Tesla truck in person. Ooh! I don't know who was driving it because they're not even on sale yet. It has to be somebody that either works for Tesla or a celebrity with a lot of money, but cat. It's weird when it rolls up beside you. It's it ugly. Looks... It's
0: ugly as fuck. What? No, no I love it. No, it's so ugly. I mean, it's. don't get me wrong. Like, I would, I would have been that person that took a picture of it if I saw it. If I was able to, I'd take a photo. I'd share it with people. Don't get me wrong. But they're so fucking weird looking.
1: It's different. But, I mean, it works like a pickup. It's kind of sleek looking, but it almost looks a little military-ish if you know what i mean right
0: yeah i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean it is it's like a tanker truck but a small version of it
1: (laughs) yeah i you know what i mean i'm not necessarily in the market for a new vehicle but that thing goes on sale later on this year and i might actually go and take a look maybe even go for a test drive because this thing looks fucking crazy and the bat i don't know if it's the battery power or what it is but that thing blew by me on the highway i was like struggling to keep up with it so that i could get a closer look at it
0: wow the tesla uh, by the way i passed the tesla dealership here in kitchener waterloo over the weekend and it was it was rammed with people oh really so there's a lot of people curious not necessarily regarding the truck of course because as you said it's not technically on sale here but uh it's a it's a popular thing that's for
1: sure this is something that'll probably appeal to you they asked americans who should be the next host of Jeopardy? Who should be the permanent, full-time replacement for Alex Trebek? Who do you think, before I tell you what people oh, said?
0: No. See, at the beginning, when Alex Trebek passed away, my first, my answer would have been Ken Jennings. Yes. But I know that there's been more popular choices, at least when you see who's trending. Mm-hmm. I would, as a woman, I'd love to see a woman doing yep. it. Me too. Um, yeah, Mayim Bailick, um, she was one of the guest hosts that we're in. There's been a couple of them. I would say I'd like to see her. That would be kind of cool. I don't know if she's actually interested. But then on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers seemed to do a good job and people yeah. seem to really like him. So I'd say like those might be in my top three.
1: Okay. The number one overwhelming choice to be the full-time permanent replacement for Alex Trebek. Was Ken Jennings? Twenty-three yeah. percent of the vote went to Ken. Yeah. The executive producer, Mike Richards, got fourteen percent of the vote. He was a clear oh. second choice. People loved
0: him. And by the way, like it seems like uh, a lot of Cougars really enjoying that guy out there. Really? Oh. Is he a good-looking man? Oh, he's a he's a good-looking man. Yeah.
1: Oh, I have no, I've never seen him. Lavar Burton came in third, yeah. ten percent. Yeah.
0: When is his time coming? By the way, because he hasn't even been on yet.
1: He, oh, he hasn't. Oh, I thought that no, happened last t- week. Okay.
0: Okay, did it? Okay, no, because I've been, it's it's summertime. So I don't pay as much attention to all that stuff, to be honest with you. But LeVar Burton's, for those who don't know, reading Rainbow, I think most people know that. He's on Star Trek too. A lot of people, so many people. In fact, there was an online petition to get him to even guest host this thing so it doesn't surprise me because so many people pushed for him to even be there for that test run because really that week or two weeks that you get that is your test run so a lot of people pushed him to do it so it doesn't surprise me i'm not i didn't see anything of him actually doing it yet and I, I believe he filmed it i'm not sure if it's aired but if it has uh yeah it doesn't surprise me one bit
1: Maya bialik got eight percent of the vote she was fourth followed by Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Katie Couric was sixth with Mm. 5%, tied with Aaron Rodgers, tied with Anderson Cooper at seventh. And then the bottom three were Dr. Oz, Robin Roberts, and George Stephanopoulos. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with it either way. I just kind of like the idea of having a full-time permanent host. Bachelorette. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sick of... Who are the two girls? It's the former, a couple former Bachelorettes that are kind of hosting, but they won't actually call them a host. But apparently, they're now going to make them guest hosts.
0: Yeah, now they are ho- Now they are listed as co-hosts. So I don't know. It's kind of weird in the beginning. It's like they weren't sure. We'll see how the audience deals with it. But yeah, Taysha Adams and Caitlyn Bristow, both past uh, contestants on the show, then they had their own seasons of Bachelorette on the show, uh, and they are both going to be co-hosting upcoming in the fall too. Now.
1: Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. I mean, I watched it again last night and they had to do the hometowns last night. And of ah. course, Blake is from Hamilton, Ontario. And the rumor has it, spoiler alert, that he's the one who ends up with her.
0: Yeah. So how did they do, home- sorry, how did they do hometowns? I I have, I I crapped out after like episode two of the season.
1: It's so fucking stupid. How did stupid. they do it?
0: Did they do, <laughs> remember last year when they, <laughs> It was so fucking dumb, Scott. And oh, I, be- I, know. I believe it was Tasha's season when Tasha stepped in after Claire left and they had to do fake hometowns because of COVID. So they makeshifted like a New York City And to hail a cab, they had to, like, haul a rickshaw. It was the fucking stupidest (laughs) thing. (laughs) They're sweating their asses off because this is filmed in, like, Arizona or some shit. Mm -hmm. Pretending to hail a cab when they're both hauling this piece of wood on tires to make it look like they're taking a cab to get pizza. It was the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Oh,
1: it was awful. I mean, they're still doing that because they're filming in New Mexico. And in some cases, they brought the families in for that meeting, which... I don't know. It's only a couple of minutes on TV. It was probably a half a day each of filming to get what they needed. It seems like a very inconvenient process to get to know the person you're interested in's parents. Mm -hmm. But in any case, one of the things that's always driven me crazy is how stereotypical they make Canada when they're presenting it to Americans. There's Americans that think all we do is sit around in igloos and eat poutine. Well, it's not really like that, just so you know. In fact, if we dropped you downtown Toronto... Uh, If it wasn't for the CN Tower, you could be convinced that it's any American city. We're very similar to you. Stop with this fucking beaver tails and poutine and cops riding around on horses fiasco. That's really not like it is America. As of next week, they say you can come here and you totally should and see what really goes on. Now, I don't recommend you go to Hamilton.
0: (laughs) Uh Oh,
1: I'm kidding, Hamilton. We
0: have listeners in Hamilton. Very loyal Uh, ones.
1: A lot of them. I was kidding. I was kidding. I was just seeing if you were listening, Hamilton. Just seeing if you were listening. But yeah, The Bachelorette, I mean, it's thank God it's almost over. I just can't stop now because I've got too much time invested into this shit show that I I just Mm -hmm. can't quit at this point. BuzzFeed has a new article that offers some marital advice. They say, and and some of these are real hot takes, they say as number one, their number one tip before you tie the knot, you should plan for your divorce. Prenups should be standard for everyone to get. And they say, don't just think about whether you want kids with that person. Ask yourself if they're someone you could co-parent with if you split up. I feel like that's good advice. You don't want to plan for the worst, but you should have a plan in case the worst happens. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't see a problem with that at all. But I know there's people who get get their backs up right away as soon as they hear the term prenup. They think right. you're trying to fuck me out of the money. Right? Uh, no, not necessarily. Prenups cover a lot of different things, not just money, but they also cover money, which is a hard thing to discuss when your marriage comes to an end.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so a couple things on this. Number one, this is a BuzzFeed article, so if this makes you mad, calm down. It's BuzzFeed, so we can all just settle down. But to each their own, and I think it does depend on... It, it, it depends on experience. Like, someone who's been married before would probably tell you a lot of those are accurate. Yep. Someone who has been divorced, I should be specific, who's been divorced or separated or had a very bad breakup, regardless if they got married or not. Because let's not forget that a lot of those things could be true in a common law situation it's not just about being married and yes that there is something to that too but even if you live with someone for years and years and years there's a lot that maybe that would um that should be done as well on that list some of them i do agree with too like i think having conversations about thing and things and making sure you're on the right page yeah i I totally agree with uh some of them seem a bit far-fetched to me though
1: Can you just write it between the two of you? Or do you think you need to go through the whole process, get a lawyer, then each of you get your own lawyers to examine what this lawyer said and make sure that everything is on the up and up? Or can you guys just write out, we want to get married and here's what we agree on right now? Mm. I guess that's better than nothing, isn't it?
0: Uh, If you're both agreeing to it, like it gets weird if one person's all for that and fine with it and the other person isn't. It kind of starts things off on a weird foot. That's the way I see it.
1: Number two, they say married couples should have separate bank accounts. Oh. Oh. Well, I mean, we're still in the money area there. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's something that you could work out in the prenup.
0: (laughs) Right. It all goes back to the I'm sure all of these could technically go back to the prenup. Maybe Um, I don't know yet. But I about that, I will say, I mean, I, I have my own account. Now, I also have a joint account with my husband, and he has his own account. I don't check his account. Don't, don't care whatever you put in there. As long as we pay the bills together and we do all these things, I, I don't care. I'm good with that. I love having my own account. So I'm all for that.
1: Number three, family should not be involved in your marriage. They say even if the family means well, it's not always good for the relationship, but it is also hard to prevent. So good luck with that. Yeah. How do you tell your significant other? You know what? Everything is great with you, but your mother's a pain in the ass. Tell her to stay out of it. It's an
0: awkward conversation to have. Sure. And there are some families who believe that if you marry that person, you're marrying the entire family. So they need to know everything about you. And you're right. Some people get nosy. Thankfully, I'm, I don't have that kind of family situation where everybody needs to know every detail of my business because I, no, thank you. But yeah, there are some families that do.
1: Number four, soulmates are not a thing. There isn't one person that you're meant to be with. So don't put that pressure on yourselves. If you go out there thinking, mm, no, I don't feel it. That's not my person. I haven't found my soulmate yet. You could spend a lifetime looking for that soulmate and maybe you meet them, maybe you don't. Or maybe you should just accept the fact that nobody is going to be absolutely perfect for you and you compromise on some things to make a relationship work. I think anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Well, compromise is definitely is definitely key there for sure.
1: They say finally, you should never propose out of the blue you should discuss a proposal first so no one gets disappointed or embarrassed yeah you can really misread a relationship you can think everything is sunshine and rainbows and you go out and get that ring or you get yourself ready to receive a ring and it never comes or you offer the ring and they say yeah you know what no I'm not here for it that's embarrassing for everybody Mm -hmm. but it could be avoided if you had the conversation
0: yeah i think there's also the
1: issue of shitty rings some people buy shit and the other person doesn't really want to wear it
0: oh yeah i never thought about that part because like the marriage should should be the most important thing but sure there's some ugly rings out there and maybe you have to be honest with the person and you have to take them shopping and how many times have we heard that happening where the person takes the other person basically shadow shopping if you will where they're like oh i like this one i don't like that one. Oh, i like that one. Oh, but avoid that one and they kind of know what they're going to get in advance. We're, again, weird to me, because I feel like your partner should kind of know what you're into, but it's quite possible he doesn't pay attention to what you really like. So, or she, whatever the case is, doesn't really pay attention to what you might like or wear on a day-to-day basis. And rings aren't always for everybody anyway. So finding, figuring out your part, what your partner actually likes, that's one piece. If I can add to that too, I think what, what should also be on there is just discussions generally. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you see your life working out? Like across the board, because some people will bring up, okay, do you think that we're ready for marriage or not? Great. That's a fine conversation for have. Do you see yourself living a life with kids? And when would that happen? In all fairness, some people may not know the, the definite answer, but that's okay. As long as you're both on the same page and one person's not saying 50 children and the other one's saying no children, that could be a problem. Also looking at your life as a whole, it's hard because if you're getting married younger, you may not want to even think about what you want when you're 50 plus for example but that is something you got to consider because if you are with somebody who's let's say very lazy okay you are with someone who doesn't want to do much they don't like to travel much they are a homebody. that's kind of how they are and in the meantime like time being that works for you you're like okay i want to settle down anyway so we'll pop out some kids we'll hang out well and then what is that what your life is going to look like when you are an empty nester, for example? What if that person never changes and they still want to sit on their ass and do nothing and you're ready to have an adventure of your lifetime? So I, I know that's going really deep, but I think you do have to go deep and think, is this the personality that I want to be with? And we know that there's obviously a lot of shit that happens along the way in life. Um, you know, there's struggles and people go through ups and downs and maybe someone loses a job or they go through mental health issues. All of that aside, though, generally speaking, you should have the same perspective on how you see your life. And I'm not just talking about today, the next month, next couple of years when you may have kids. I'm talking about what is it going to look like for your entire life and make sure that you're relatively on the same page. And at least one person's not way over here on this planet and the other person is way over there on that planet.
1: I know three different people whose marriage has ended in the last couple of years because they were not on the same page about whether or not to have kids three different people whose That's marriage ended in divorce because the other person wasn't upfront about what they wanted or changed their mind. Yeah. And yeah, you're allowed to change your mind, but it doesn't mean the other person has to be okay with it. It's a tough conversation to have, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're absolutely right. Have some conversations, even the uncomfortable ones can make things a little bit easier down the line.
0: Well, and and I mentioned specifically the empty nest situation because I know of a couple of friends whose parents got divorced after they had already You know, left the nest, if you will. They were engaged in starting their lives, and their parents were breaking up because their parents really couldn't agree on how they wanted to live the rest of their lives. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe one did want to travel, one wanted to stay closer to be close to their grandkids. So that can rip people apart. And again, I know when you're, let's say, you get married at 30 years old, you may not know what that's going to look like, but you should know what's important to you. And if you think being close to your family that's going to be important, make sure the other person thinks on the same page. There's just things that you can avoid if you do have those honest conversations.
1: Speaking of uh, having kids, scientists in China are working on a new contraceptive for men. Every fucking time they talk about a contraceptive for men, men instantly get all and girls are like, fucking right. Bring it
0: on. (laughs) It's on you now, bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, traditionally, it does fall to women Mm -hmm. in many cases to be the reliable one when it comes to contraception. Specifically, the pill or those little injectable things that you can get inserted or yeah. the IUDs. I mean, condoms are condoms. Obviously, a guy puts that on his dick. But anything other than that typically falls to women, right? Mm-hmm. Is is that fair, by the way? Or should we be looking at more contraceptives for men? Yeah. And I, Do you even trust the man to do it?
0: Well, you're accurate in that it does typically fall on the female. Aside from the condoms, we all know that that happens, and usually that can be on both. I, there's probably a fair amount of um, heterosexual females that will keep condoms on hand, too, because they know that guy might not be prepared, for example. But it does fall on the female. And yes, I've, I've had this conversation before with girlfriends of mine. If they were on birth control, let's say, could we trust a man to take a pill every day and remember to? Nope. <laughs> it's a running joke, right? Yep. That they don't trust that a man would be able to do that. So uh, that said if there's a if there's a different solution then why not why not explore that if there's another solution that we can explore that would then maybe men should get behind whatever this is
1: This one's a weird one They say it uses injections and magnets to heat up and then shrink your balls so they stop working
0: <laughs> Physically shrink your balls
1: Yeah So, I'm going to explain this. And guys, don't get fucking weirded out here. This is an important (laughs) conversation. You should know what your options are, even if it's fucking dumb. You should know what your options are.
0: I'm weirded out. I can imagine they are.
1: So, they say the injection is nanoparticles made of iron oxide. They inject that in your arm, not in your dick. They put it in your arm so that it gets into your bloodstream. Then. The magnet that they use draws the particles right down into your balls, right down into the sack. Once they're there, those nanoparticles heat up slightly. That somehow shrinks your balls a little bit and makes them warm. When that happens, they say you can't generate that baby batter required to get someone pregnant.
0: You do not ever call it baby batter again. I don't want it. That is disgusting.
1: What? Baby batter? That's what it is. Not
0: baby batter.
1: The the guy makes it up. He just makes up his baby batter and then, you you know, you could throw it on a griddle and make a a pancake (laughs) out of it. Oh, my
0: God. Everyone listening is never going to have a waffle again in their life. Dude, (laughs) dude, you just, it's the podcast. Make yourself a little
1: cum cake? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's the podcast. Call it jizz. (laughs) Call it gum. Anything but baby (laughs) batter. Fuck.
1: (laughs) Well, girls have baby batter, too. Everybody's got baby batter. You don't want to think of it like that.
0: <laughs> Were you saying we've got the eggs, you guys got the pancakes? Is that there what's There you up? go.
1: You mix them together and you got yourself a great little concoction.
0: This is why I'm not a breakfast person, because it's mm-hmm. conversations like this.
1: So they've tried it on mice so far. They say the effects of this last about a week and then everything turns to normal size. After about a month or two. So I'm assuming that this isn't the kind of thing you do all the time. But I am curious about the details. So I go and get the injection. I don't think people are injecting themselves. You probably have to go see a doctor. You get your shot of iron oxide nanoparticles. Let's say then you're ready to start fucking. Do you need to like sit on the magnet to draw the nanoparticles down to your balls or... Do you keep the, the magnets there all the time? Do you have to, like, electrify your underwear? I'm not sure how that part of it works.
0: I'm just thinking, like, if this works, like, a week at a time, let's say, like, you really are preparing yourself for this. Like, you're really like, ah, I'm going to get the shot, and then I'm going to start fucking. I'm going to go on a week-long tear.
1: Like, Like, fuck fest 2021.
0: Stick my dick in everything. Like, do you just look ahead on the calendar and you're like, oh, tickets to Lollapalooza. Here we go. Get that shot. (laughs) Fuck everything that walks. (laughs) Is that like, I don't get it.
1: I, uh, I, I'm not saying no, necessarily. I just don't know that that's necessarily a smart idea to intentionally shrink and heat up your balls And then just hope they go back to normal in a couple of weeks. No.
0: See, and if if this is my partner and I was considering having kids, let's say, there's no way in hell that that would be touched. There's no way in hell they would do that. No, I would be thoroughly against it.
1: And they say that, I mean, no contraceptive is 100% effective, short of uh, the more permanent things that you can do, which usually require a surgery, like a vasectomy. Even that isn't always 100%. In this case, what if you do have the iron oxide and you've got the magnets and the nanoparticles all flowing together and you got yourself some nice hot nuts and you still get pregnant? Like, is your kid going to come out magnetic or <laughs> there's going to be something <laughs> wrong there if you still manage to get pregnant with this in you, right? Oh, no.
0: Everyone's going to assume they're going to have- <laughs> Your
1: kid s- sticks to metal.
0: <laughs> they're going to assume they're going to have a Superman baby. <laughs> For sure, from Krypton and shit like that i I don't like it. I mean all everything you're saying I don't like i I know in the beginning of this conversation, I said, like- well, let's explore it. We've explored it, and we all agree this is not right, right? Everybody agrees we should move on to something else.
1: Oh, I don't know, cat. I think this has got a lot of potential
0: it's only, here. It's only been tested on mice. Yeah. where's the quote like there's mice dicks don't look like human dicks. <laughs> nothing about this you
1: don't know what a mouse dick looks like
0: i could tell you it's not the same i mean <laughs> some people maybe you have a mouse dick i'm not going to speak for all of them
1: <laughs> but
0: it just doesn't seem right i would i would pass men pass on this hard please
1: ironically enough it's hard to believe it's august already but we've crossed that threshold into the second half of summer and august the third is national grab some nuts day
0: Woo! i love nuts
1: that <laughs> a girl there's no way to have a nut conversation without it going sexual
0: right
1: when you grab a handful of nuts yeah right into your mouth uh-huh. you like to swish them around in your hands a little bit first you like to pop them in one at a time Is there an easy way to do it?
0: I like a little, you know what? I like, I like a little challenge with nuts. Like I will, you know, I I don't mind it being shelled because you can really enjoy it that way for a while. I like campfire shelled nuts so I can really take my time. I'm snacking for a while. Good protein, by the way, good fats. So there's nothing wrong with a little pile of nuts. You de-shell them as you go. Have a little bit of fun with it. I love that. If I'm in the mood for just, like, quick nuts, I will... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you do when I you like, want quick nuts?
0: I like a seasoned nuts, seasoned almonds. And I know it's so expensive, um, but it's... What is it, Blue Diamond? That's the, the nut company? I was getting... Yes. The, yeah, it's not Black Diamond, it's Blue Diamond. Blue Diamond has a great nut, okay? Since it is grab some nuts day. They have these bold, zesty, barbecue-flavored almonds. Oh, spank my ass and call me Nancy. Those are some good nuts. So
1: Honey, I- I'm going to have some nuts. Smack my ass while I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> They're so good. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of nuts. I am most nuts, I should say. Like, I don't do, I can't do like the plain macadamia nut, for example. It's a little too nutty for me. I, I need a little bit of flavoring on on most of my nuts. All <laughs> raw dog some peanuts. Like, I don't mind. <laughs> I'll go raw peanut, but I ain't touching raw, a lot of other nuts.
1: What is the most popular nut out there? Uh, The one people crave.
0: I I would say people probably crave peanuts the most.
1: Almonds was number one. Ah,
0: Yeah. You know what? I crave almonds the most too. I didn't know I would be in the majority there, but I know some people don't like it because it's expensive. So they opt for the more inexpensive option.
1: Hmm. I'm a big fan of the Spanish nuts. Uh, Brazil nuts in particular are my favorite. Oh, Brazil
0: nuts are good. Good choice. Uh
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cashews are second. Pecans are third, followed by peanuts. Uh, Peanuts are easily accessible. You can get peanuts from peanut butter and any number of other things. So probably when you buy nuts, you want to go for something a little bit different. Go ahead and nut today, everybody. It's grab some nuts day. Thank you for listening to this edition of After (laughs) 9.
0: Spank our ass and call us Nancy. This was a fun podcast.
1: (laughs) The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy.